Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Today, we're devoting our entire show to one topic, the meltdown of California's unemployment system during the worst months of the pandemic. How did the state's unemployment insurance program get conned out of billions of dollars by scammers, all while millions of Californians who had lost their jobs were stuck waiting for money they badly needed? Today, investigative reporter Lauren Hepler with the nonprofit news organization CalMatters is here to tell us what went wrong and who suffered. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for having me, Saul. Oh, you're welcome. So a refresher, please. Remind us what happened to the state's unemployment system during the pandemic. So this all goes back to March 2020, when millions of jobs disappeared overnight. People were instantly out of work, and they started calling the state agency that runs unemployment benefits, the California Employment Development Department, much better known as the EDD. 60 million calls streamed into EDD call centers in April 2020 alone, but during that spring and summer, as few as 1 in 1,000 people actually got through for help. Millions of people saw benefits wrongfully denied or payments delayed while the state tried to crack down on fraud. We spent more than a year trying to figure out what went wrong, what's been fixed, and whether any of it could happen again. Okay, so after all of that looking, Lauren, what did you find? I mean, what we found after requesting thousands of pages of documents and internal communications is that the state should have seen a lot of these problems coming. There have been red flags since the Great Recession in 2008, and promises to fix the unemployment system have come and gone. During the pandemic, one of the things that struck me the most is how much money the EDD and its top contractors brought in. People might remember issues with the state unemployment debit cards run by Bank of America getting hacked. Hundreds of thousands of people got cut off from their money. But every time those cards got swiped, whether it was a scammer or not, the bank collected money from fees. B of A and the EDD split that money, which we found totaled almost half a billion dollars. Ultimately, the bank says that it still lost money on the deal due to how expensive the fraud was. So while scammers were stealing unemployment money, people who had truly lost their jobs were stuck and suffering. Uh, Do I have that right? Right. The human suffering the meltdown caused is what really sticks with me. And I actually want to introduce you to a 28-year-old from Southern California whose story I'll never forget. Shane Baylog was a surfer and a car fanatic from Garden Grove. And just a quick warning, I am going to be talking about suicide. Shane got laid off from his traveling sales job in March 2020. It was stressful since he was the primary earner while his wife was in grad school. The bills started piling up. His parents offered to help. Here's Shane's mom, Patty Baylog. And he'd say, no, I'm good. I'm good, really. I'm good, mom and dad. I said, okay. Shane could see almost $12,000 sitting in his EDD account, but he couldn't get the money from the state. So he started calling and calling. Because I know the office opens at 8. 
he would be calling at 745, 750, over and over again. Shane was one of those millions of Californians calling state unemployment lines. Patty only realized how desperate her son was later when she saw his call logs. The number of calls peaked on June 24th, 2020. He had called him 17 times in a row. 17. Three days after all those calls, the phone jolted Patty and her husband awake at 4 a.m. It was Shane's wife. Shane had died by suicide. A medical examiner's report said he was, quote, upset about the state of the world and the current pandemic. In addition to the isolation, his parents blamed the financial stress and the frustration of the phone calls. Here's Shane's dad, Glenn Baylog. My son couldn't get what he needed to survive, which he paid into. He was owed that. And he wasn't trying to be fraudulent. And he was honest. Experts say suicide is almost always motivated by multiple factors. Jonathan Singer is a professor of social work at Loyola University Chicago who specializes in suicide intervention. When somebody's unemployed, it corresponds with these ideas of burdensomeness and loneliness. It corresponds with lack of access to health care, increased risk for substance use, increased interpersonal conflict, uh, increased sense of hopelessness. No official estimates have tallied how many people in California or other U.S. states died by suicide while waiting for COVID unemployment money. But EDD phone operators recorded 483 threats where people talked about hurting themselves between March 2020 and the end of 2022. Just a few weeks after Shane died, his widow called Patty with news about his unemployment money. She said if only he had, would have waited two more weeks. She'd gotten notice that Shane's back benefits almost $12,000, had finally been approved. Lauren, I got to say, that is an incredibly heartbreaking story. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's just one of them. We talked to other people who had to move out of the state, or in one case, out of the country, across the border to Tecate, because they couldn't pay their rent or their mortgage. Other people juggled EDD payment issues with caring for a sick parent or young kids. A lot of people went into debt. It is important to note, though, that the EDD did not comment on Shane's case. So what do you know about what the state is doing to make sure this never, ever happens again? The EDD plans to spend $1.2 billion over the next five years on a project it calls EDD Next. They've already signed contracts for tech from companies like Salesforce and Amazon to overhaul the online system people use to file claims and the call centers we've heard so much about. But one thing I can't stop thinking about is how unemployment dysfunction has repeated itself again and again in California. One day in the state archives, I was reading about another jobs crisis back in the 1980s, and a former assemblyman asked a question that I still don't think we have a good answer for. He said, is there anybody that tracks what happens when you reach the end of the world and you drop off? We have been speaking to Lauren Hepler. She is an investigative reporter at Cal Matters. Lauren, thanks so much for joining us on the California Report. Thanks for having me, Saul. And that is the California Report for Monday, November 13th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm your host, Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. Thanks so much for listening and have a good day. 
I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Support for the California Report comes from Hint. Fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners with more than 25 flavors, including watermelon and pineapple. In stores or delivered from HintWater.com. Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery, on the web at SchmidtOcean.org. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.